talking about disempowerment after abuse. Um, the very first steps that we have to take as people when we leave abusive relationships and situations where we quite literally feel like we have absolutely nothing left inside of us and we don't know who we are and we don't know what to do with our fucking hands. We don't know what to do with anything. So basically what this podcast is about is bringing back tools to bring back some of the empowerment that I'm talking about because most of the time these disempowered states last years and years and years and years and years and it's yeah it's hard it's hard like I'm right here with you doing the same thing I'm gonna jump into the steps and then I'll get into the story afterwards because I know everybody's tired of hearing stuff first things first when you are in a completely disempowered state I want you to do one thing it's very simple. I want you to go and get some very small pots and seeds and soil, topsoil, whatever. And I literally just want you to grow plants. That's all. If you don't know what you're doing, you don't have to know what you're doing. I can't tell you how many times I've lived in houses and apartments where I've thrown seeds out the window and quite literally have, you know, weeks later been like, oh, wow, I have strawberries. <laughs> or, you know, oh, wow, there's some weed growing. Not mine, you know. Anyways, uh, that's step number one. And I'm speaking to you right now as an abused person. I'm speaking you speaking to you right now as somebody who is trying to find empowerment after so much abuse that... Um, I wouldn't even really successfully know where to start to explain to somebody. That's why I'm trying to make this podcast a solution-oriented podcast versus, uh, you know, the typical things such as reprocessing and talking about the trauma and blah, blah, blah. Like, we can't ever fix anything by consistently going back to the past and re-traumatizing ourselves, And that's why so many of these therapy modules, that's, that's why they, they fail. Because they're constantly making us regurgitate every single thing that we are going on in our head with. Like, you know, I see so many mentally unwell people like myself. And I see us and then I see us have an awesome day. Where we go out and we get in the grass and we get grounded and we, and we, or, you know, we get in the garden, whatever we, somebody's garden somewhere, you know, and, you know, oftentimes it's like, dude, I'm too depressed to take care of a plant. Okay. I'm too depressed to take care of, I'm too, I'm too anxious to go to the store to get the plant, da, 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 like, you know, too anxious to place that Amazon order. You know, it can get so bad to where your mind will have so many different reasons as to why you can't do it. Because the mind fears change above all else when it when we, we are habit creatures, period. That's just the truth of our nature. Now, I am giving this advice on the assumption that your basic Maslow's hierarchy is met. Uh, mine is not. So, at the same time, you can take it from somebody who is, you know, not all of my needs are met by any means, uh especially not socially but I will say seriously getting a plant I don't I don't know what it is it's something about you watching your you watching your power you're watching you know it's not you that's making the 
you know, plant grow. It's the plant making itself grow, but it's you that is making the connection between the soil and the seed. It is you that is making, you know, is tending to this plant and watering it. And for a lot of us who struggle with self-love and self-care, we turn to all kinds of stuff like TV and video games, distractions, 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 you know, whatever it is that we can do to distract ourselves. But having a like symbiotic relationship with a plant is serious because everything that you do to that plant is a reminder of yourself and it's silly and people will say that it's like some new age you know crass but the whole point that I'm trying to get at is that I'm actually just right the reflection of the way that you take care of this plant is going to be a strong reflection of the way that you take care of yourself can you make this plant be happy can you make this plant survive you know and and it continues and it continues and it, and, and and it's like some most of us you know we get a few plants going and we're like dude i want more and that's how you know the crazy gardener people start happening <laughs> but it it is something powerful it it brings you back a feeling of power after being completely disempowered and feeling disgusting. Another thing I'm going to tell you to do to bring some of your power back is to get rid of shit. Just get rid of shit. If you look at something and you can tie a bad memory to it, just get it out immediately. I think that a lot of us are so attached to our victim stories, which are literally extremely painful. I know some of us have been through abuse that we don't even know where to start, where to begin, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like I said, I'm not going to get into that today, but um, I am going to say that that's definitely a good idea to just get rid of things. Purge, literally purge. There have been times when I have felt like vomiting just because I have too many items. I live in a world where I have too many choices. I live in a world where I have too much excess because the world is constantly trying to make me look at the outside for inner happiness you know it's constantly trying to sell me something it's constantly trying to say you know I go down a shampoo aisle and I have 50 different choices of shampoos you know this one does this does that does this is the innovation incredible and genius absolutely is it good for your mental health no not at all like these choices are these choices as far as capitalism and things like that are concerned are just completely unnecessary. I want you to get down to the root of yourself because this is the only way that you're ever going to feel empowered again. You have to get down to the most naked, dark, vulnerable parts of yourself, and it's hard. And I plan on making like an actual an actual whole podcast on the process of doing this because it is hard. You know, it's like people will tell you in your life, oh, heal and this will be fixed. Oh, heal and that. But they don't tell you how to heal. They tell you to go to therapy, which talk therapy, blah, blah. They tell you, they tell you to go regurgitate all your pain. They go tell you to go reprocess and re. this is not the way forward. We cannot resolve issues in the past by going back to the past. 
If it's been five, ten years since an assault has happened to you, then, you know, even a year, even six months, if you are out of complete radius with that person and something, you know, there's a, an assault, then sure, absolutely. Like, if, if you're not around those people, then that is an incredible privilege. But most of us don't have the opportunities to be able to get away from our abusers. Most of us don't have the opportunities to even not talk to our abusers on a daily basis. Um, a lot of us have been abusive ourselves and r- refuse to admit that. And that's where breaking down your ego comes in. That's where a lot of, a lot of serious, painful work comes in. But the more we do this work, the stronger our connection to God is. And when that connection to God becomes very strong, our own personal power starts to come back because we feel, we feel a, a spiritual connection. And that's, you know, after going through years and years and years of rape, violence, domestic violence, abuse, um, narcissistic abuse, and most especially coming out on the other side, an addict with complex post-traumatic stress disorder. This is not fun and games. This is not typical, you know, standard talk therapy, CBT work. This is not DBT work. This is not anything that therapy has, has any ability to touch because it is a raw, vulnerable and primal process because at the core of all of us we are primal beings and we primally know how to heal we've just been indoctrinated by society to have other people tell us how to heal ourselves and that's the hardest thing whenever you're disempowered the way that you are right now the way that I am right now I mean I don't feel that way today because my emotions are constantly in flux as I'm healing, as I'm a human being. I'll never forget in Pete Walker's book, uh, Complex PTSD from Surviving to Thriving, it quite simply, there's out of everything I took out of that book was that I was a fawn response type, uh, a traumatic response type, and this one phrase, it is completely normal and healthy to have a range of emotions along a continuum of an entire day or something like that, you know? And and, and if you have that, oh, you go get labeled as bipolar. Oh, you go get labeled as you have BPD. Oh, you go get labeled as blah, 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 blah. These mental illness labels are literally complete BS. I have gone to so many different psychiatrists, psychologists, and therapists over the past many years of my life. I'm almost 30 years old. And let me tell you that every single time I have come out with a different fucking mental illness, every single time, every single time I self-diagnosed and then I confirmed that I had CPTSD. I confirmed with a therapist Finally, I had gotten a good one. And you know what? I, I regressed. I regressed so much. So I was, I was just getting on a roll there, and I'm sorry I lost it. Um, when I get really passionate, it just things can go in all kinds of different ways because I have so much to talk about. And I realize this is just my first episode on this podcast. And here I am just trying to pack as much information as I can because I'll tell you what, this stuff just don't stop coming, man. I've got notebooks on notebooks on notebooks. But um, back to being disempowered. So that whatever I was recently saying, yes, it absolutely helps with being empowered. After sexual abuse, a very simple and a lot of people would consider it weird. To me, I don't consider it weird at all because it is a connection with myself. 
Um, and that's, oh yeah, another thing, like I was saying earlier, sorry, um, the connection with God, like, that gives you a sense of power, a sense of personal power again, because after all those different types of abuse, we come out the other side with no spiritual connection, no physical, you know, we just, we feel, we feel completely defeated beyond words. And that connection, that personal connection that you have with God, not any God that anyone can tell you, just God for you, whatever God is for you, I cannot tell you what that is. But laying there and closing your eyes and having an intimate relationship with God and speaking to God and asking the question. And if you lay there, and it's almost like a meditative state, if you lay there and you talk to God on a regular basis, you will consistently receive replies. Consistently, God will tell you exactly what you need to do. Is it hard? Yes. Do you want to do it? No. Is it going to be worth it in the end? Absolutely. Are you going to be able to help a, a million people? Yes. And that's what I want. for. That's all we all want to do is help each other, honestly. But I can't tell you what's going to work for you because it worked for me. You know, I can't tell you. I can only tell you that I've tried and trued so many things over these years. I have bent myself into a pretzel trying to come up with a solution for people like us, people like us who have been through extremely severe traumatic loss, traumatic experiences. Mine are mostly surrounded with men. Um, I'd say 90% of my experiences that are dangerous or uncomfortable come from men. And the hardest part about that is that I have had so much trouble making uh, friendships with women. Which is crazy to me because I really consider myself to be a good friend. I try as hard as I can. Um, but it just it's not something that I've aligned with yet because I haven't faced my mommy issues yet. It's like this. It's like the time that I swore I was gay. It's the, the time I swore I was bi, whatever, for years of my life. And then one day I woke up and, and I realized everything was so simple. And I was like, oh, I have mommy issues. You know, it, it's the same thing with complex PTSD. Is it complex? Absolutely. But is it simple? Most definitely. It's more simple than it is complex. Because your triggers that you experience, after going through so much trauma, your intuition is heightened like crazy. Um, I don't mean crazy in a bad way. I mean your intuition is by far higher than it previously ever was. So the whole point is I'm disempowered right now, but I'm working on becoming more empowered every day. Anytime I have a thought, the first thing I do is I go to my notes in my phone and I write it down. A thought of an idea of something that I might like to do, something that might make me happy, some small, tiny little thing. Like recently I found out how to brush my teeth again. I found out how to brush my teeth again on a regular basis. And to me, that is a monumental act of self-care considering that my whole life I never really brushed my teeth. My parents didn't really care about my uh, self-care. You know, there was just whatever. I just felt like whatever. I felt like a, like I didn't exist. Um, 
or that, you know, I would complain about something. And because I have a childish, like, energy about me, nobody would take me seriously as far as, like, my teeth or rashes or boils in my armpits that my stepdad would lance with a scalpel. I mean, you know, who knows where to start when it comes to any kind of childhood trauma. But the whole fact of the matter is that it's something that every single one of us is exposed to. Powerlessness, whether you've gone through severe trauma or not, is always something that's going to be there. But when it comes to healing this trauma, like I said, there's a million people out there who will tell you to heal and they won't tell you how. I am here to tell you how. I am here after thousands and thousands of hours of subconscious reprogramming, of EFT, of DBT, of CBT, of blah, 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 blah. I could go on forever and ever. And I'm here to just tell you what works. I'm here to empower you, empower myself also, and to show you that you are the only person that knows how to fix your problems. And it's terrifying to think that. But it's true. If you want a good therapist, a good talk therapist, you ever notice how you just feel good after you talk... You just feel good, right? After therapy, like you accomplish something, right? Like you accomplish something. My tape recorder on my phone, whatever tape recorder, my um voice recorder on my phone is the same thing as having a therapist. Like right now, I'm beating myself up a little bit because I know I need to go in there and I need to work on my personal boundaries by brushing my teeth. So I'm going to go in there right now and I'm going to brush my teeth. And we're going to get back to this and we're going to start getting to work because there's nobody else in the whole world who's going to be able to get us from where we are now to where we need to be. All right, guys. Bye.